You're listening to Sports FM 91.3, your football headquarters. Welcome to the Centre Square Podcast. I'm Bray Loveridge and I'm joined by Ethan Roth, Callum Levitt, Noah Tonkin, Luke Vinning and our special guest, Angus Litherland. Gus, welcome along. How are you? Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm great. Good to be here. Boys, how are we? Yeah, good. Good, yeah, good. good to be um, at a different venue today uh, instead of the Warwick Greenwood House oh, of yeah. Ethan's. Good to be finally at a football club, so yeah. something different, something good. Alright, so obviously in today's show we'll cover uh, the round we just had in the AFL. Uh, big news from Fremantle obviously yesterday when we recorded this and uh, Jared Ruffhead's retirement. Uh, quiz show from Callum Levitt and uh, in Strife. So Ethan, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, so um, just a bit of an insight into our special guest. Pick 55, 2010 National Draft to Hawthorne, draft from Claremont. Um, Subaco Premiership player, 2018. VFL Premiership from 2013. 25 games for Hawthorne from 2011 to 2016. Uh, state game win against uh, WA versus South Australia, 2018. Um, Debut was round two, 2014 versus Essendon at Eddie Had, and um, yeah, 26 years of age. So, um, before we get into hard hitting questions, it's been well publicised that you're the buddy smuggler man at the line. So, uh, can you tell us a bit about that? How, how that came about? Um, so, obviously, at a footy club, you do your footy trip at the end of every year, uh, but trying to do a bit of fundraising to get it uh, to get it done. Um, so, um, the boys. Thought it was a good idea to get the budgies done, so we sent in a couple of designs and um, a bit of a bit of an odd one. But our club colours are gold and maroon, and somehow the, they sent the designs in and they were gold and hot pink. So they stuffed <laughs> it up, but it actually kind of worked a bit better in the end. Yeah. So would you describe yourself as a bit of a trendsetter? Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I'd say an oddball, and every now and then someone goes, "That's pretty funny. Let's do that." Certainly not a trendsetter, and. Not something people follow. Yeah. Um, so we'll move into the, the questions now. So um, growing up, longer up, I believe, four, 410 kilometres from Perth. Um, how was that? Like, what, what sort of sports did you play growing up and was always footy your main sort of thing? Uh, so my graduated class from Ongar up in, in 2004, there was three blokes. Um, so me and two others. Um, the entire school was 35 students. Um, so local community sport was everything. We we had one option and it was football. Um, but I was down in Albany a little bit before that. So it was uh, it was football and basketball. Um, and I loved it. Threw myself into everything I could. Um, and then so I'm perhaps four hours away from Perth, but it's an hour and a half from Albany. As soon as I was down in Albany in high school. I was in everything, running, footy, played a bit of hockey because one of my mates was playing hockey, um, played in all the, like we did a touch rugby carnival, but threw myself into every sport I could, um, basically anything to get out of class. Uh, that was a mentality at the point, but it was, uh, I guess, worth it in the end. Yeah. So when did you start to realise you thought you had like genuine chance to play at high level footy? Um, I think I was a bit of a bolter. Um, I come from the country, no one had heard me, I don't come from a, a rich football family or anything like that. Um, so I uh, played year 12 at Aquinas, um, didn't play Colts or anything like that. Claremont had a, a funny rule about it, but uh, 2010 play came down for Claremont, um, rocked up in January, did pre-season, actually asked uh, one of the coaches how likely I was to, to get a, a regular game in the Colts. 
Um, played the first four games of the year. Played all right. Got picked up in the state uh, squad, um, the second intake. And um, about a month after that, got a call from... Uh, I was heading to training, got a call from Collingwood, um, the recruiter. And I was... I answered the phone. I was like, oh, yeah, well, this could be anyone. But, yeah, he said who he was and he wanted to meet. I was like, geez, hang on a minute. This, um, this could actually be half a chance. Um, then rolling into the rest of the year, played the state squad, um, like the carnival, a few more games of Colts, and then, um, yeah, towards the end of the year, a bit more interest, a few more um, meetings, and um, about halfway through the year, it was like, actually, this could be a chance. So, um, sort of, literally maybe three months before I got drafted, I thought it was half a, half a chance. Um, so, it's one of those ones, one of my friends played every single state game from under 14s through to under 17s or under 18 carnival. And didn't get picked up. I played the last four games and got yeah got drafted. So out of nowhere. Yeah. So um obviously moving over to Hawthorne, how was the tra- transition of being an AFL club? Um it's pretty big and a pretty big whirlwind. Um I'd never been out of the country before. Um so I got drafted on a Thursday and by the following Thursday I was in New Zealand hiking up a mountain for preseason camp. Um obviously everyone's very aware of Hawthorne's affiliation with uh, with Kokoda, um, but some of the boys thought that trip was uh, was harder than Kokoda. So um, going from full season, have a month off, and then straight into that was uh, was pretty was pretty tough. Um, throwing my guts up most days, and I think the first day we hiked for 11 hours, uh, which is pretty hectic, but um, it's all a whirlwind. You try and gather in as much as possible, but um, moved in with Xavier Ellis, who's uh, another one of, uh, another radio host. Um, yeah. He, uh, he sort of welcomed me in and showed me around and um, how to go, and I, I think I adopted his diet. But uh, he uh, showed me around, um, the guys get around you at the club and welcome you in, and obviously the quicker everyone fits in is on the same page, and the quicker the club grows. Yeah, so um, you were injured in the first couple of seasons, would have been frustrating, but um, VFL Premiership 2013 and then made a debut, started 2014, so you must have felt like you were fitting pretty nicely, considering it was a successful club at the time. Yeah, um, I get that question all the time. Um, how do you go being at that club at that time? It has its perks, but obviously its downsides as well. But yeah, as you said, first year, um, had a stress fracture in my, in my foot, in my navicular, um, and that's ruined some people's careers. They never played again after they've had that stress fracture as it gets worse. But end of my first year, um, yeah, so missed the entire first year, second year, was played majority of senior footy uh, in the VFL. Um, finished the year in the twos, and then the next year played every single game of VFL seniors. Uh, we won the flag that year. Uh, same year Hawthorne won against Freo. Um, but that year just gives you confidence. Like, if you can play and do everything you can at, at VFL senior level, and then you win the flag, which is, I guess, the hardest game of the year, um, gives you confidence that you're ready to go to the next level. And there was a, a little a little group of us there in the in the VFL that we're ready to stand up and play our role at senior level, so we're ready to go. Yeah. So obviously finish up, finishing up at Hawthorne would have been tough. Um, so there would have been a few Waffle Clubs circling at the time. So how did, I guess, Subi contact you and what was the process coming back home? Uh, I called my best mate about a month before I was delisted and said, I don't think I'm getting renewed. Can I move in um, if they do sack me? Uh, he said, yep, no worries. So... Um, a bed was always fine, but then it was where to play football. As soon as I knew I was done in Melbourne, I was coming home. Um, but so one of my best mates, Sammy Nangola at Geelong, um, had his favourite 
of his best memories of playing football here at the Lions. Um, loved it, spoke so highly of the players, the, uh, the stuff they do on field but also off field. Everyone's so welcoming, so nice. Um, such a great place to be. Obviously, well led by Jared Schofield at the time, but um, players such as Lock Mandela Hunty, Lee Kitchen, Kyle Horsley welcomed with open arms and um, basically it was a toss up between going back to Claremont, who uh, obviously helped me get into the AFL, but then uh, sort of pick my own pathway as well. Um, so my uh, Claremont unfortunately sacked my uncle halfway through that year, so off to a uh, off to a bad start for them. Um, but was pretty keen to um, yeah to sort of pick my own path and head to Subi. Yeah. So last question. Um, obviously Subiaco dominant. No, doesn't really seem like anyone's going to catch you. So um, well, what's been the cadence? I guess. Um, from the top down, um, and then the bottom up as well. So uh, we've got the guys at the top. So Jared Schofield, who I met, uh, I mentioned before, but also um, now Bo Wardman from the top. They give us the guidance um, and the leaders help enforce that. But then from the, the bottom up, you get to buy in from every single player. Everyone's expected to do the same things. Everyone's got to train just as hard to earn their spot. Um, whether you're the first player picked in the uh, seniors, the last player picked in the seniors, or the last picked in the twos, um, everyone's expected to do the same amount of workload, and it's really like the old Nutri-Grain ad, it's what you get out is uh, what you put yeah. in, so um, it's been that all the way through, and I guess the welcoming environment, we, uh, we push each other hard, but we, um, we also um, make sure we give each other a pat on the back when we do well. And uh, just 26, so what are the, what's the future like? Can you see yourself um, getting picked up, you know, mid-season draft has been just introduced, so what are your thoughts? I uh, would like to play AFL again, but um, I wouldn't be um, upset if that never happened. Um, like I said, Subi is such a great, great place to be. It's, um, yeah, stoked here, got a good job and um, good house, so I'm pretty happy where I am. Um, we have to see who presents, but I'm uh, more than happy playing here, enjoying my time. Alright, I'll hand it over to Luca now, who's going to take us through round 23. Alright, Friday night footy, uh, to start off the round, Collingwood and Essendon at the MCG. Collingwood pushing for a top four spot if they can win this, because they'll jump over Richmond just on percentage. Uh, but should be a good match up here, boys. Who are we thinking? I'm, go I'm probably going to go Collingwood. It's home ground, home games, a home crowd. And also they're probably, they had a good week last week against Adelaide, so I think uh, they should get the win. Yeah. Yeah, Collingwood for me as well. I think they'll be too strong. Yeah, with um, a top four yeah. spot available, they should just be fighting a bit harder. Um, so, yeah, I'll back the pies in on this no, one. I'm, yep, same as Vinning. Um, with top four on the line, I think Collingwood will get over the Bombers. Yeah, I reckon um, Collingwood in a Go bit on. better form than the Bombers. So, Backing yeah. your side, Cal, there. <laughs> Goss. Backing in Collingwood. Yep. Easy win. Easy win. Big call. Essendon too inconsistent anyway, so they won't win two games in a row, you'd think. Yeah. And then start Saturday off, we got Sydney and St Kilda. Bit of a useless game. Um, you know, the season's going to be over for them. Could this be 300. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think yeah. He, he has they been. Know, they were make, I saw a post on Instagram yesterday. They had they were making jumpers saying, Buddy's 300, so. Must be. So they may, must be this week. So, looks yeah. like he's in. I reckon. Sydney, yeah, at the SDG, I reckon. Yeah, Sydney. If Buddy plays this yeah. 300, they'll just work harder. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sydney Sydney's and Buddy fun. will kick seven. Beat Ruffy yeah, by one. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Yeah, Sydney pretty easily. Yeah, Sydney. Home. Sydney, you're about to kick seven as well. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, down the Blondstone in Tasmania, North taking on Melbourne. This They played uh, they played there a couple of years ago, I remember, and I think it was a really windy game. I think Melbourne just beat them. So, so, yeah, so but I'm back in North Melbourne for this one, boys. Yeah, North Melbourne, I reckon. Yeah. It could be a belting, they're pretty strong down there. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. North. Yeah. Melbourne just looking to get this season over and done with at this stage. Not really much to get out of the last game, really. But yeah, I think North will get over them. Yeah, yeah. North for me, pretty easily. Yeah. Ben Brown to run away with Colin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have Geelong and Carlton down at GMHBA. Pretty much a useless game. But I reckon if, Geelong, if Geelong lose, then they're in. Uh, Strife to get uh, top two home final, so it's pretty much a must win for them. Yeah, should just be a warm up for their finals campaign. They just need to make sure that everything's sound and yeah. polished because um, they sh they can go all the way. Yeah, if they play their best footy, Geelong I reckon, but Carlton are the, like, the form side of the comp. Yeah, obviously with David T. So yeah, I think uh, yeah. Geelong. But if Carlton bring their A game, they'll give Geelong a real scare. But I still think Geelong will get up. Yeah, I reckon Geelong pretty easily against the Blues. Geelong, yeah. two goals. Two goals. Uh, then we have the two new teams at Metricon, Gold Coast and GWS. You'd think that GWS would get up, but the way they've been performing in the last couple of weeks, they might it might be a good game. But I'm probably going to have to back GWS for this one. Yeah, it'll be a belting, I think. Yeah, well, I reckon, <laughs> I reckon it could be 20 points. I reckon it could be 20 points. It'll be done. Oh, 20. Yeah, I think it'll be more. It'll be done at half-time. Right. Well, GWS haven't played that well, so yeah, that's why I'm just thinking it might be a bit a closer game. I reckon GWS by about 30. Yeah, just a much better yeah. side. I reckon so. about GWS by about 15 goals. 15 goals, goals. Yeah, GWS, 80 points. 80 points, that is. Well, there's me and Noah, I think, said 30, 20 points, so <sighs> not the only 30 one. goals, but... Uh, <laughs> then, 30 points. Uh, over here in the west, we have the Eagles taking on Gus's Hawthorne. Uh, I'm going to have to say West Coast home game, and they're wanting a top two finish, so I'm going to go West Coast. Yeah, West Coast, they will, I don't know, 20, 30 points, I reckon, but um, they should get up. Um, I'm going to go Hawthorne for an upset, oh. playing for a spot in the eight, and I reckon they'll play some real good footy and get over the Eagles. I reckon West Coast, they're, just, they're pretty good at home, um, yeah. and with the supporter base as well. Um, they'll be right behind them, so West I Coast for this one. Eagles just by about maybe one or two goals. Yeah. yeah. West Coast by one or two, but it'll be a low scoring affair. Yeah. It was, is it forecast to be wet? Does anyone know? No, it's dry. Yeah. Dry. Showers early next week. Yeah, just oh, yeah. to add on that. Game down. <laughs> yeah. Real low scoring. Yeah. Do you go for Hawthorne still or? Oh, keep track. Yeah. Don't really follow why. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, the Dogs and Adelaide at Ballarat. Should be a walk in the park for the Dogs, you'd think, after Adelaide's form in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's in Ballarat, so yeah, Bulldogs, Bulldogs um, belting. They are starting to play a bit like their 2016 campaign. Yes. Obviously, not comparing them to that, but uh, yeah. similar. Um, 
Yeah, Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think Bulldogs, they've hit some form lately and I think they'll bring that into the finals. Maybe win one final, but they won't go too deep into September. But I yeah. think they'll win. Yeah, I'll back the Doggies in for this one as well. Yeah, I'll go with Luca as well. And everyone Dog- else, yeah. the Doggies. Doggies by 30 points. 30 yeah. points, yeah. And then the match of the round, you could say Richmond and the Lions, 4v1 at the G. Uh, much better time slot this week yeah, than it is. the game last week. <laughs> Uh, we'll touch on that later, but uh, yeah, 4v1, I'm going to have to go Tigers here, boys. Home ground at the G, yeah. Lions don't seem to play the best of footy there, yeah. so Tigers for me. Tigers, um, yeah, Brisbane, I think they best Essendon the uh, last time they played at the G, it was like seven points, they lost yeah. by, obviously earlier in the season, but I think Richmond will be too strong. Yeah, Richmond too strong for mine. Um, maintain that spot in the top four and go over the lines at the G. Yeah, Richmond by a couple. Um, I think the matchup will be the same next week if they, if Richmond win this one. So yeah. they'll they'll play off again. Um, but it'll be a Brisbane home game. So yeah, should be a good game to watch. Well, I'm going to go for the Lions. Oh. And just so Collingwood can finish top four. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Richmond will win this, but it'll be a good learning curve for Brisbane at the G. Yeah. Get used to a finals-like game at the G, leading into finals. Perfect tune-up game. Yeah. Uh, and then Port game and Port <laughs> Frio. David Hale making his uh, <laughs> senior, coach senior debut. coaching debut as the caretaker coach for Frio at the Adelaide Oval. 11th v 13th. Port still have something to play with. Frio, pretty Not sure so they yeah, no, don't. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to have to probably back... I'm going to back Port here, just because what's happened with Freo in the last... Yeah. All this week. I'm going for the Dockers. Um, and 5-3 votes. I think he will get another three in the bag, and I think it's probably favourite for the Brownlow. Um, yeah, up the Dockers. Yeah, well, as a Freo fan, I reckon it'll be very interesting to see how we play not under Ross Lyon for the first time in about seven years. Oh, we'll kick about 180 points then. <laughs> yeah, so, Dockers... Yeah, yeah, I've got to back the Dockers in on this one as well. Um, they, they've matched up with, well with Port lately, um, but it should be a good game and it'll be interesting to see how they play under a different coach. Yeah, I reckon Port, only because it's at home, at, uh, at the Adelaide Oval, so yeah. yeah. I'm back in uh, the Dockers, the old caretaker curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get up again. Yeah. True point, didn't think of that. But... Uh, <laughs> Now I'm going to hand over to Noah, who has in strife this week. Noah, over to you. Yep, uh, first in strife we have the AFL broadcasting team for having one of the games of the year, not on live. I think it was delayed by about two or three hours. Yeah, 165 minutes, I think it was. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It wasn't on live. <laughs> yep. And KO. Yeah, for people like anyone other than Rothy and... <laughs> uh, in the the seven, mate, so... What yeah. About yeah, not only, like... It was the time slot as well. It should yeah. be the middle game, not this first game. Yeah. No, so. that, that was poor by Channel 7. And the can second... I just, uh, can I just add on yeah. that quickly? The AFL knew that those two teams are probably going to be the top five or so teams at the end of last year when they made the fixture. So why make an 11-10 game, whatever it was, and make it delayed for West Australian viewers and you could have had it like Saturday night, Friday night. Yeah, I don't want to watch... And they're still two I of the best. I don't want to watch Melbourne and Sydney on my Friday night. Like, yeah. they were, I know the AFL can't change it, and it would have been like yeah. last October, but still. But yeah. they still knew that West yeah. Coast and Richmond yeah. were like top teams mm. at the end of the last year, so why would you make it that yeah. time slot, in my opinion? But yeah, back over you, Noel. Uh, yeah, 
uh, pretty ridiculous on that. And the next one I had for in strife was the Fremantle Dockers after sacking coach Ross Lyon. Almost out of the blue, but um, yeah. And the CEO. And the CEO, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, but it was pretty random. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, there's been, there's been a little bit, but it was more just rumours uh, speculating throughout the year. So yeah, it's probably yeah. better that it's been done now, because um, if they had they had another loss against Port this weekend, um, people would have been going for him. So yeah. yeah, and I suppose it's better to get it out of the way before the start of next yeah. year. I reckon yeah. reset yeah. and build on Plus that. Plus, it's an extra week. To Search for that oh, coach, like yeah, week. but so they can see having another week at the club. <laughs> Dave Hale, you would, you'd prefer, prefer to get your coach, say like a week before preseason, or a week into preseason. Yeah, in my view, you so still have post yeah, there's a bond with the players, but still, uh, it's probably wrong time. I, I thought you probably could have waited the week for the season to be over and done with. Uh, we're gonna get cracking in. To the Q&A now. Oh, one more in strife. One more in strife. Um, the AFL, after changing the studs up rule with Jack Rewalt, oh, yes. changed oh. it pretty much instantly. Yeah. Um, they're pretty much like Jack Rewalt's. They're Richmond's Mark bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack Rewalt's bitch, really. Officer, he just explained that he, I don't know. I don't know about that, man. Don't, not a fan, but um, I reckon the umpires probably need to have a bit more common sense. It's like, well, the rule mm. was brought in to prevent, um, yeah. like Toby Green going. But there was no injury that face. with that mark. There's mm. no injury. I think it was Barras that it or was. It yeah, it was Barras. Yeah, there's no, not really any injury that could have occurred to him. So yeah. I think it was just they should have used a bit more common sense rather than looking at the rule. Yeah, ruined a great mark. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to move it on to the Q and A that we put on Instagram uh, a couple of days ago. We've picked, we got that many questions, believe it or not. So we've had to cut it down to about 10 so to, so we don't spend too much time on it. So we're going to, I'll start off with the first question from Scarlett Hamilton. Gus, how much did you enjoy football as your full-time job? Uh, it was brilliant. Um, think about what you guys do on your weekends, you go and play football. So yeah. you get paid and paid pretty well to do that, uh, especially coming straight out of school. Um, you are you're earning a lot more money than all your friends. Um, obviously, with that comes a downside. You got to behave on weekends. You can't be uh, having beers and carrying on uh, like all your friends all the time. You need to pick and choose. But um, yeah, it's awesome. Kick a footy, improve yourself. You get a bit of spare time as well. So um, and then the life experiences that come along with it. Like I got paid to go and sit at the G and watch. Hawthorne versus Collingwood in a prelim in yeah. my first year. I have with that. Yeah. yeah. So, Every um, kid's dream, really. Yeah, absolutely. So the next question is from Sammy Turner, 19. Um, how would you prefer, prepare for a big game and would it be different from any other? Uh, I'm not a big one on routine. Um, I've got a couple of little things I check off, um, having pasta, all that kind of um, hoo-ha, but... Uh, doesn't matter whether it's first game of the season, pre-season game, grand final. Um, you just prepare all the same, get yourself ready. Um, we have a pretty good warm-up here at Subi and it doesn't really matter what happens before that. As soon as that, um, as soon as we get the call to come in and start prepping, we're, uh, we're good to go. All right, next question we're going to hand over to Callum. All right, next question is coming from Sammy Turner 19. Oh, that's the same one, don't worry. Next question is coming from Lachlan Bazina. How did you deal with constant highs and lows being in and out of the team from 2013 to 2015? Um, you get the uh, the ups and downs, a part of the part of the job, I guess. But 
you get used to it and it's the same with um, players reading the media. You're never as good as someone says you are and you're never as bad as someone says you are. So try and take it all in your stride. Um, don't focus on it too much. Just worry about um, each week what you need to improve on, what you need to focus on and um, you sort of put it out of mind. Um, there's guys certainly having worse times and there's people far worse than um, myself at the time. So still getting paid to play football, um, still getting paid to train for football. So um, it's uh, it's not the end of the world not getting picked one game. So did you go on social media a lot while you were playing, um, like scrolling through the comments on pictures that you were tagged in or just...? No, not at all. Um, it's uh, it's pretty sad, some of the some of the stuff you see on some of the other players. Um, pretty average, people sit behind their keyboard, yeah. um, generally big fat blokes that yeah. go and yell at the football but have never kicked a football in their life, happy to comment on uh, someone's ability to play the game. Um, uh, it's pretty sad that they want to sit at home and do nothing with their life, but um, pull those down that are that actually get out there and have a crack and play sport. And um, if you think about it, the bloke's still playing AFL. Yeah. He's mm. better than ninety nine percent of the people that are actually trying to play the game. Yeah. Um, next question from at our wheelhouse. Um, who was the best bloke at the club? I think it's referring to Hawthorne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, best bloke. Um, as much as he's probably polarising for fans, uh, James Sicily, always, <laughs> always found him hilarious. Um, he's probably um, annoying as hell to play against, luckily I've never had to, but um, he'd be annoying as hell to play against, but he's an absolute glory to play with. Um, his first couple of seasons, he was a sort of more permanent forward, and um, you'd get rushed into a kick or our midfielders would hack it forward and he'd look all out of position and somehow he'd pop up and he'd clunk it. But um, he was always just funny, he had a positive outlook on everything and um, it's funny he gets his little hothead spot spurts here and there, but always having a laugh and mucking around in the change rooms and it was always just a pleasure and just just a good time. All right, next one from uh, Kieran.h. Uh, will it be a Geelong and Brisbane grand final? Uh, no, I reckon it'll be, I'm tipping the, uh, the Lions and uh, Richmond. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from AFL Memory, uh, should the AFL be taken uh, to more of, in, uh, to, should the AFL be taken to more of an international scale, in your view? Uh, I'd say yes, but it won't be for a very long time. Um, Football may be the be-all and end-all uh, in WA and South Australia and Victoria, but even if you go to New South Wales and Queensland, um, the biggest names in AFL are unrecognised there, so yeah. I think we need yeah. to take over Australia before we start looking international. Yeah, um, I've heard something, one of the GWS players name was, they were saying they were walking through streets of Sydney, no one saw it, like, recognise them. And they were walking through the streets in Melbourne. Every like second person looked at them. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you play for. And that's still Australia. Australia. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. a yeah. special so comment on that yeah. one. Yeah. When I asked Kinelio, does he get recognised much in Sydney? And he said, no, hardly ever. Most of the people here um, see you and they don't care, or they don't even follow football. So yeah. yeah. I believe in uh, Queensland and New South Wales, all the kids call it gay AFL. So yeah. <laughs> they're pushing it uphill to get a bit of attraction yeah. in those states. Um, yeah. So the next one we've got is from our, one of our mates, Brock underscore turns 100. Um, hey, Brock. Goat. What What do you do outside of footy? 
Uh, I've got a big hairy dog, so I take him to the beach every moment I get. Um, got a beautiful girlfriend of two years, but my full-time job now is working for carsales.com. Um, so I'm dealer facing, means I go out and uh, help them advertise their cars. Um, contrary to everyone's belief, I don't actually sell cars, nor is there a big warehouse of cars that I can sell. I just help them use our website, our products, and help them market their own cars. So, nice. It's the first full-time, full-time job I've had, and so yeah. it's actually pretty good. Hmm. All right, next question from at Charles Payne. Um, do you still support Follow the Horse? I uh, still keep track of how they're going, and obviously there's still a few friends there that are uh, they're still playing and um, ticking along, and obviously keep in touch with what's happening at the club. But um, don't really follow AFL too much. Got a friend here or there that are still in the system, um, like Sammy Menengol is still down at Geelong, so sorry, probably follow them a bit more um, than anything. But um, got my own focus here with Subi. Yeah. Um, next one from at Simon Parry. <laughs> Can you talk us through what happened at the pre-season party in 2017 with the WWE Wrestling Tables match? You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, because you might have said it might be a bit touchy. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so that was the mid-season ball tear of mine, and not ideal, but every time there is a trestle table, your $70 special from Bunnings, the boys um, tend to tombstone or... Uh, Batista bomb each other across it. I think I've replaced five in the last two years. <laughs> um, but uh, that day, yes, uh, I think that was the first of five. So, yeah, it's, it's not an isolated incident, unfortunately. Uh, so this one from James Struslin 07 What was it like playing with and lacing up players like Cyril Ruffy and Buddy Franklin? Uh, when he says lacing up, I didn't put their shoes on. And if he meant lacing out, um, if he's seen their kick, it never laces out. <laughs> so um, it's always good um, seeing them train, seeing them play, some of the stuff in games. Um, I remember in a training session, actually, I went down to pick the ball up, and by the time my hips had gone from, or my hands had gone from my hips down to my feet to pick the ball up, Cyril had actually reached between my legs, grabbed the ball and bugged off five metres before I'd realised what happened. But seeing special stuff like that all the time um, was pretty amazing. Um, but it's more in terms of what you see off the field um, or on the training track, but not on game day, how hard they work, what they do, their preparation, the thought process behind football. Um, that's why the team is so successful. They, they worked really hard um, outside of what you saw on game day. So. Um, it's helping in good stead to come back down to waffle level and still perform at a, at a good level. All right, thank you everyone for sending through your questions. Now we're going to hand over something new. Uh, we haven't done it before a Centre Square podcast quiz. Callum Levitt, he has put uh, made up some questions. And it's going to be Ethan versus Gus, and it's going to be uh, five questions that Cal made. So over to you, Cal. All right, so. Yeah, the quiz. Are we going to have buzzers? Yeah, so, I don't know, just first person to answer, I guess. First person. No, yeah. Say your name, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. say your name. Say your name. Right. Yeah. Here we go. Question one. Who is leading the Coleman medal at the moment? Gus. Ben Brown. Correct. One nil. One nil. One nil. Alright, question two. What two teams have a caretaker coach at the moment? Um, caretaker? Yeah. Um, so, we got... Can't take too long. I don't know, I have to think about it. Um, Great Ratton from St Kilda. Yeah. Three. He's number 
Two. <laughs> I'd say Sakura. Um, One. David Teague. Incorrect. Oh. He's full time now. Gus. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> strike, strike, strike. Strike. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Did you do all the questions? Did you not listen yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Alright, question three. Who is fourth at the moment in the waffle? Ethan. Um, is it Perth Damons? Incorrect. Gus. <laughs> Incorrect. Back over Ethan. Um, Correct. 2-1. Two, um, uh, silly Ethan. Silly. Have you after the performance or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Alright. <laughs> two questions left. Who won the 2015 Norm Smith medal? Ethan. Ethan. Was it Surioli? Correct. Here we go. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1.